Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman alongside Steve Harmison as we look back at day two at Old Trafford. We will get a day three, might get a day four, uh, but uh, it's been England's day on day two as it was on day one. Thanks for listening to the following on podcast. Okay, so if you're listening by now, you no doubt know centuries are plenty, two apiece, one to Stokes, one to Folks, uh, and a terrific uh, batting display from England, really picking up where they left off yesterday. Uh, South Africa started on fire, as you'd imagine, with uh, Nokia bowling again, fast and furious, and Robada as well. Uh, Two wickets in seven deliveries, dismissing Bairstow. Uh, caught at first slip for 49. And Zach Crawley, who did face 101 deliveries, just started to open up a little bit before he was deceived by an absolute beaut. 147 for five at that stage. England still with a deficit of four runs, but uh, any uh, nervousness they might have had put to bed, really. Brilliant uh, six-wicket partnership of 67 as the hover just below the press box here at uh, Old Trafford starts whirring away. Oh, Mark Nicholas is here as well. He's in front of me. He's just doing something for Super Sport. But anyway, <laughs> I'll go say hello a bit later. Uh, either way, England batted throughout the afternoon session. Uh, Stokes, 98 not out at T. He went past 100 shortly after uh, and then was dismissed trying to hit out to Rabada. Stuart Broad came in, waved the bat around for 12 deliveries and then got out for 21. Uh, the damage, though, had been done. England's lead going past 200. And when Ben Folks cut Nokia away for four, uh, well, it really put the icing on what has been a very, very tasty bit of cake. Robinson with 17, Leak with, Leak with 11. Uh, England declaring, giving themselves nine overs of about half an hour to bowl at South Africa. And the openers uh, negotiating um, Anderson and Robinson. A little bit easier than the, the one over from Jack Leach. So uh, plenty to play for um, with this match. But you've got to feel with England's lead hovering around to 240, three full days to go. It's uh, theirs to lose from here. Okay, let's get on with the show. Story of the day. Okay, Harmy. Well, before I say anything, I'm going to play a little bit of what you had to say yesterday um, in what will happen tomorrow. Uh, let's have let's have a listen to what you had to say. For me, I think England will bat majority of today of tomorrow. I think Stokes, he's got a story coming out very very soon. 
this uh, documentary that is coming out. He's been in the headlines all week. And whenever great players are in the headlines, for either good or wrong or bad reasons, they, they tend to they tend to stand up. And I think we might be in for a Stoke special tomorrow. Well, there you go, Harley. As you predicted yesterday, it has been Stoke's day. Um, Phoenix from the... Where is it? Phoenix from the something or another. It's documentary. Phoenix from the ashes, isn't it? Phoenix from the ashes, Phoenix yeah. from the ashes. Yeah. yeah, that's out tonight on Amazon Prime. Um, we had some time with Ben Stokes earlier this week. Uh, and yeah, I mean, who writes your scripts? That was the old phrase, wasn't it? And certainly on the day of uh, the documentary being released, as predicted by you, Ben Stokes stood up and scored a century. And I tell you what, um, look, I mean, I know some people might not be- dare to believe this, but we actually all get on between, you know, the TalkSport team and the, the TMS team. I had a chat with Aggers. I've been listening to Aggers on comms, on TMS. And he's been asking Stokes to play normal cricket, essentially, for a while. And that's exactly what Stokes did, didn't he? You know, South Africa were not quite on top, but certainly putting pressure on England. He batted responsibly at the start of his innings, um, paid his dues. Both him and folks were in the 40s, you know, at the same time, I think. Then they're both on 41, blink of an eye. He's on, the, he's on the cusp of 100 and folks is still in the 50s. Clicks through the gears uh, and played marvellously well. It was, a, it was brilliant innings. Then his first test century of skipper. I'll put it to you, Harvey. It won't be his last. No, it won't be his last. Um, and when you, you always love it when you, you say something that comes right. Not many times in broadcasting world you do that. So, look. That's I, not I true. Look at... That's not true. You had a frightening <laughs> record at the start of that. After that India series, it was getting a bit scary. Yeah, I thought I had a crystal ball at one point, but no. Um, greatness. Simple as that. Greatness. There's a lot of things I admire that people probably don't sort of, that one we've been credit for. We are, the backing of Zach Crowley coming out, back to Zach Crowley, talking the, some of the noise that was mentioned between McCullum and, and Collingwood. I would really like to ask the both of them. I might ring Collie and ask him what he said, even though I did give him some stick for, for saying it. And whether, whether mis, was it miscommunication? Was it something that was blown out of all proportion on how they want Zach to play? Because Zach was very responsible, got them off to a good start. So he's back, Zach Crowley. He backed Jack Leach to be his number one spinner earlier in the year. He got him five wickets. But the biggest one he's backed, because there's a lot of talk, and myself included, that Bairstow goes to seven because of the weakness of our batting unit. One win from 17, and you can't get away from that. But the weakness of our batting unit, the best thing would be to go Bairstow with the gloves and then have a proper you know, batsman that's scoring runs for fun, a, a Brook, Henry Bro- uh, Harry Brook in the middle order. But he went, no. I'm going with the best clubman. I'm going with Ben Folks. And you know, twice this season he's been there at the end, winning winning games. And he got a magnificent hundred. You mentioned the TMS stuff with Aggers. I listened to it. I've been I've been at a cricket festival all week. Some budding young cricketers. Um, one of the best players of the tournament, a batsman wicketkeeper from Northumberland, who was fantastic all week. And what what Ben Stokes has done is at the start of the summer he went, Ben Folks is my man. He's going to keep wicket. He's my gloveman. I hang your hat on him and he's going to deliver for me. Boy, has Ben Folks delivered. So not only did Ben Stokes deliver today, he delivered in another way, in more ways than people can give him credit for as England captain. And that's why last week I was so irate when he was bowling bouncers because not do we lose the batsman or the all-round package, we lose the decision maker. And the decision maker at the start of this year was to back Leach, who's got him a five for this season, and to back Folks, 
He's got a penalty, he? at the end of games. And then he's and then he's he scored a hundred today. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's been a it's a, it's been an incredible turnaround for uh, Team England because you go back to when we were following that India series away, and it was a very different world we were living in with COVID and all that. But you couldn't move for players wanting to seemingly get their get themselves out of the side, you know. Yeah. And then McCullum rocks up. And then suddenly a lot of players are very, very keen and very, very vocal about getting back in the side. And, you know, fair enough. But at the end of the day, the 11 players who've been given the opportunity have all said, well, no, we're in possession here. We're going we're gonna to make sure we stick in it. We, they know what ride they're on. And it's a good one. And you play a lot of cricket and a lot of sport and you, well, in life in general, didn't you? You know, one of the best uh, pieces of advice I ever got in my industry, in radio, and media, was enjoy the good times. And mm. you're absolutely right. When the good times are there, you recognise them and you make the most of them because things change so quickly. And when you look at the like of Jack Leach, tonight he looked the biggest threat. I think tomorrow he could be proved to be a real handful tomorrow. Um, we know this pitch turns and he, was, he got one to turn appreciably. He looked like he had Dean Elgar in a little bit of trouble, so mm. that'd be one to watch. Jack Leach isn't going anywhere. Um, Matt Potts came in. Okay, he's been dropped for this test. But the fact that he came in on debut and basically played, what, four, five back-to-back test matches? Or not back-to-back, but he he basically played first five. You know, in this day and age of rotating bowlers at whim, credit to him, Crawley, I wonder what would have happened if they had an opener. You know, if Brooks Mm -hmm. was an opener. I wonder whether that would have changed things slightly. But again, I thought Crawley... Could have come in and just blazed away. You know, 38 is not a score that changes the destiny of a match. But if he did 38 from, say, I don't know, five or six overs, then I would have just thought, well, what's the point in that? But 38 yeah. from 101, with wickets falling at the other end, 12 not out when the England reached 100, changed his game. And he basically, that innings meant that Ben Folks did not have to face too much of Nokia mm. and Rabada. And uh, it meant that Stokes, you know, could play Stokes' way towards the back end of his inning. So, look, great stuff. Great stuff. I'm really impressed by all that. Um, you know, it's all good. I still I still, I still, still think England, as you will say, England still need that 90-mile-an-hour man because... Oh, you know, no, when, Matt, without a doubt. Without a doubt. They, need, yeah. they still need 99, Christ, if you've got wow, a 99-mile-an-hour. Yeah, that, yeah. wow, that would be unbelievable. But... Yeah, there's no doubt that they're still in the market for that one. Um, I still think they need an opening batsman. I really do, because I think you, you mentioned if if England had another opener, would Crawley have got the chances? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And I, I love Alex Lees. I think he's a great he's a great lad and he's a good player. He is a fantastic player. But I'm not sure he would have been given the chances that Zach's given. And I think his his side the the, the role he plays, I think that can fit somebody into the side. There are other batsmen around who can fit the Alex Lee's way. Dom Sibley fits that way. Rory Burns probably fits that way. But I think, I understand what McCollum and Stokes want from, I understand why they want to give him a little bit more time because this guy not only can get off you off to a good start, if he gets you off to a good start and bats for 100 balls, and not today and you're not 38, but a confidence Zach Crawley is Zach Crawley on form. hundred balls is, is seventy not out, and that is all of a sudden that's a game changer because then the split ball is getting to their second third spell. We talked last week. I was laughed at last week when I said 
you know, three back-to-back test matches, Rabada and Nokia, they'll break down. I know they're not back-to-back and I know there's nine games in between each one. But what you do is you get them into their second and third spell. You know, if they have to bowl again in this test match, Rabada and Nokia, I'd be interested to see how they pull up for the for the oval test match, even though there's a week off in between. So that's what that's for me what I want from a consistent open batsman. Don't want hundreds every week. Batsman at the top of the order, hundred balls, and see how easy it is for three, four, five, and six coming in because we've seen the power though, and it's so hard in England to overcome that new ball. I just think Lee's. We can find somebody that can bat like Leeds. I think on form, I don't think there's many in the country that can bat like Zach when he's on form. And I think that's why McCullum and Stokes have just waiting and waiting. And there will be loads of people. There will be. Even even on the TV, Mark Butcher said it countless times and Michael Atherton said it countless times. If I was given that many chances, I would score runs. I think they've given them the chance because they know the ceiling level of this young man is so high and what he can do to a team with the brand new ball and not just absorb it, but hit it. I think that's why they've given them more chances than probably they would give somebody else. Yeah. I think the fact that they won four games in a row as well helped, you know, it because, helps, yeah. do you know what I mean? You, you, I'm not saying I read one person say, don't change a winning team. I don't think that's quite true. And, and they changed, you know, they did, they have made some changes, but essentially, you know, and new team, new coach, new, and it's also a message to the other other players as well, isn't it? I think that's it. It's not just giving confidence. It's not just about what you're telling Zach Crawley. It's about what you're telling all the other players. You know, you're basically saying we we're going to back you even if things go a bit dry, a bit awry. Um, Dean Elgar, you know, he, again, this is the way of cricket, isn't it? it couldn't do any, it couldn't do any wrong. You know, bringing Maharaj on to bowl early doors in second innings at Lords and taking two wickets and. You know, uh, he batted pretty well, and uh, obviously decided to to uh, bowl first at Lords. You know, week week on all of yesterday about his decision making, didn't score any runs, and then today, quite a lot of criticism about his use of his bowlers. You know, England, at, well, rather South Africa, still in this contest after lunch, and he opens up with two spinners. Um, you know, and we didn't see, I don't think we saw Norkia for two hours. So, I mean, he did bowl a, link, a decent spell, maybe six overs in that first session when he took two wickets. But, you know, just took the pressure off, I thought. Um, yeah. if, if South Africa weren't going to get into this match, they were, they were going to have to get into it at the start of the second session. And they didn't. Um, the game's gone. Uh, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't as a captain in that situation. Do I risk blasting and... Nokia getting a wicket, going for four overs, and he gets a wicket in the last over. After using him a little bit more, Teal hangs around and got that firepower to knock him over. Dean Elgar's think, sitting thinking, you know what? I've picked two spinners for the reason in this game. It's turning. Is Stokes going to run past one? You know, I think he was hedging his bets a little bit as well. Is Ben going to run? You know, the gun hole Ben Stokes who played at Lords. Is he going to run past one? Is he going to try and charge? Yeah, Maharaj and hit him into the leg side, miss one that goes straight on off the off the good part of the surface. I think as a captain, I think you're damned as you do and damned if you don't in that situation. I thought he could have been a little bit more proactive. I thought he could have gone to one of his quick men a lot earlier than he did. Um, and I know hindsight is a wonderful thing. Probably cost him the game. Because when you look at it, Nokia gets a wicket and he's in in 
any of the first six overs after after lunch, you've got Stuart Brawl walking out is it with a night with a ninety mile an hour bowler. I'm sure. I, I tell you what, Brody would have had the roller skates on on his way out in, and I think the stoppers at the front would have been stuck very much in the le- outside leg stump because it would have been more you know, obviously more difficult for him. When you've got a short, when you've got a small first inning score, as a captain, you need everything to go your way. You need catches to go to hand. You need your bowling changes to be yeah on the money and be very very lucky, um, because if not, you, you're, you're half a session. That's all you are. You're half a session without taking a wicket for the game to be out of your control. And I, I, I would say by the by the third hour of today, cricket player. Dean Elgar was out of the test match. His game, his test match, more or less, was was the race was run, unless England had a monumental, yeah, monumental blow up, and it didn't happen. Stokes took full advantage. Folk batted beautifully. By the time Elgar, uh, by the time Elgar brought his two quick lads back, it was too late. The lead was getting towards two hundred, and then it's a case of damage limitations, and partly then his. Right, it's so so far. Do I really want to risk my fast men? Because I'm basically going one-one to the oval. I'm not giving up, but I've got two spinners on the surface. I'm going to protect my fast men. I'm keeping them for next week. Um, and if I have to bowl at 120, 140 in the last, then I've, at least I've kept them fresh and all guns blazing. Because that was it. Sort of tea time. Game was for me. The game was over. Um. Steve Harmer. Steve Harmer. I've done it again. <laughs> I've never even thought of a Steve Harmer or a Simon Harmerson until Toppers did what he said <laughs> on uh, New Year's Eve in, uh, where were we, Port Elizabeth? When he, uh, he, well, he, he, Cape Town. Cape Town we were. Was it Cape Town? Oh, it was Cape Town. Yeah, yeah that's Gulliver's right. Town. Oh, you're yeah. right. It was, it was, uh, we yeah. were invited to a Gulliver's event. It was a really good night, actually. About 200 people in there. And Toppers, I thought, spoke really well about his experiences as He's part of the coach, wasn't he? He's a Zimbabwean team when they beat England. Um, but yeah, he referred Guy Swindle's dancing as well. Guy Swindle's dancing. Um, yeah, doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> he doesn't really know, it, it, and it didn't actually. It was that was such an amazing test match as well, wasn't it? But uh, but yeah, Simon Harmer. I mean, he played a couple of tests against Bangladesh, but essentially he's been outside for seven years. Um, he's uh, Telford Vice, South African uh, writer, you know, was saying that essentially is is he Essex's Simon Harbour or is he South Africa's Simon Harbour? Because he's played a lot more cricket in this country for Essex than he has done for South Africa, as it's turned out. Uh, but he, he bowled today. Um, yeah, just wondering how how you felt he went along. I thought he bowled okay. I didn't think he was, you know, finger spinners in test match cricket before DRS. Other than sort of Graham Swan, there wasn't, you know, they didn't have the the um, the the influence in the game until DRS came in. It was more your mystery spinner. Um, I thought Simon Hammer bowled all right. I didn't think he bowled brilliantly, but I didn't think he bowled badly. Um, I thought England played him very very well. Um, it's the old, it's the it's the same as the Andy Murray one, isn't it? If he wins a tournament, he's he's British, and if he loses a tournament, he's Scottish. So. Look, that's what Simon Harmer is going to have to have to deal with. The one thing I will say that I've said to a lot of people, and I, when I talk to kids, when you talk about coming into the game, mention the gulf between first class cricket and Test match cricket. Um, it's like club. It's club cricketers trying to play first class cricket. When you play a club game, 
and you've got a first-class cricketer that comes and plays in your in your game, whether it's in your team or against you, you look at it and go, "Wow, he's a great player." The golf the golf is ten times that when you go to Test level. Simon Harmon took three hundred and fifty first-class wickets in England in five years, but he's never had to bowl at Ben Stokes in front of twenty thousand people at Old Trafford with the cameras on him. He hasn't played for for South Africa for six or seven years. That's the difference. I don't think he bowled any better or any worse than he would have at Essex. He played against Ben Stokes. He's not playing against some Tom Doddy from Leicester or you know, Derbyshire or whatever, and no disrespect to them. But he's playing Ben Stokes, England captain, point to prove, documentary coming out tonight, in the big, big time, different game altogether. And that's the difference between Simon Harmer from Essex and Simon Harmer from South Africa in this last 24 hours. Tomorrow, or, or at the Oval, will be a completely, completely different game. He's got the skill sets. He can bowl, no problem at all. Don't think he bowled badly, but he didn't bowl great because he was playing against one of the best attacking players of spin in world cricket, and that was Ben. Yeah, I, I imagine he would have much preferred bowling on day four with a bit of scoreboard pressure in it on his behalf. But uh, yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Okay, let's have a little look at what's going to happen. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What is going to happen tomorrow? Well, Steve Harmison, will, we, uh, will South Africa still be batting at the end of day three at Old Trafford? I suppose that's, that's the big question. No, I think England win tomorrow. I think England win. Um, I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think England will, will win tomorrow, whether they have to and knock off maybe he's you know 20, 30 or 40 I don't know I, I don't see this batting unit I really don't see the South African batting unit getting 350 because of the, the players they've got in it um, Rassi van der Dussen looks as though he could be he might struggle I think the earliest he can bat is 7 so you're looking at you're looking at you're looking at Simon Harmer batting 6 in a test match England England get a couple of early wickets and we could be shaking hands at tea time. The one thing I will say about 
England. I think England have been quite fortunate with his bowling attack they've got on the first day, winning the toss, or losing the toss, in it doing a little bit, because I think the way South Africa went today and blew blew a gasket a little bit, I think if, if South Africa were to keep England in the field for more than 50 overs with very limited damage, then it could be a long old slog for England. They'll still win the game, but then you might then have to look at changes for the next test match when it comes to the bowling, bowling department because you've got to remember Broad and Anderson are in that. But for me, I fully expect England to knock over a couple early. And if they knock over a couple early, that will, I think, will send a message around the dressing room with Harmo walking in at six. Van der Dussen might not even bat with a broken hand. Then I think it could be all over at tea time. Yeah, I... Uh, I... I foresee a big day for Jack Leach. I think that he could be uh, operating from one end and uh, essentially Ben Stokes rotating the bowlers at the other. Um, yeah, I'm, I've uh, I've been predicting a, a three-day test match and I'm going to stick with that. Uh, even though conditions certainly eased towards at, at parts today, um, England don't have the express pace, of course, but I think that already South Africa might be looking to the oval. And you know what? They probably would have taken one or with one to play. Um, okay, Harmit, we'll, we'll be back no matter what happens at following day three. Hopefully, you will join us here on the Following On Podcast. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.